0: Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean.
1: And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlich and McLean podcast. This is releasing, of course, on Friday. We're recording on October 13th. Mac, we just missed Friday the 13th by one day, even though none of these teams are playing on Friday. So it wouldn't have been that big of a deal.
0: Uh, you know, it, it's spooky season. We, we can it pretend is. it's Friday the 13th. And uh, yeah, it, it's that time of year where, you know, we condense the schedule down. A bunch of people are on by. So mm-hmm. this is a, a small but very impactful weekend, KJ.
1: Oh yeah. And the Grand Lickin' Lane podcast never takes a bye. So never, these other teams, never. they get some time off, they get a break. We don't do that. We are that's always right. here talking about the games, breaking down the games. <laughs> and Mac, of course, you know, this has been my life lately. I think you told it you said it perfectly before we came on here that I need better friends because I have another <laughs> wedding this weekend. And at this point, I just feel like Unreal. I'm being pumped, you know? I feel like people are doing this to me on purpose. My brother, that's on me. That's my bad. But these next two are my sweet husband's friends and they're all lovely, but I don't think they understand what the fall is, Mac.
0: I, I let me ask you this. Um, are, are you guys the type of people that never say no to a wedding? Rarely. Just yes, no. yes, yes or no. Rarely. Yes, yes or no. I mean, Mac, so, I, so I don't no. know how to tell you this. You,
1: like I'm, I'm a popular person.
0: You go to everyone. And it's now, coming, to, say, bite listen, coming back to bite me. You get invited, but I, I send plenty of regrets out. Regrets. Uh, Plenty of the time. Especially I need to fall. start
1: sending regrets.
0: I, I I think it's I think it's just again that friend group where, you know, my friends, colleagues know if you get married in the fall, just don't waste the invite. Don't waste the, the postage because I'm not coming. So don't Don't send. waste the
1: paper. <laughs> yeah. I maybe should add that. You know when people have on at their front door, no soliciting. I should just have on my front door, no fall weddings. Don't even think about it. Just don't even ask me.
0: So now Except it's on the postman. It's on the postman. The postman's fall for handing you the invitation.
1: Yeah. I, <laughs> I generally really appreciate the good people of the U.S. Postal Service, but today, not really. Not my not favorite the day. day.
0: Not the day. So,
1: Mac, yet again, I'll be trying to keep up with these games and then re-watching them on Sunday morning, getting right. ready for our pod. But you'll be in Connecticut. You'll be breaking them all down on ACC Network. So, you know, if people want to tweet me updates, things like that, I would appreciate it as I am in this fall wedding <laughs> hell. I shouldn't say hell, that's so bad. But I like all these people. It's just tough. It's a tough time, Max.
0: Brilliant. This is so It's a tough funny. time. Uh, certain people out there
1: know what I'm going through. That's okay, right. the big three breakdown. Let's get to it. Like we said, we only have four games. So, and I think all four are really big. So, this is kind of the big four breakdown this yeah, weekend. Yeah, big four. But let's start with the ranked matchup, Mac. Number 15, NC State. 5-1 overall, 1-1 in league. At number 18, Syracuse, America's team. 5-0, 2-0 in league. This is 3.30 p.m. on ACC Network. Syracuse is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The total is pretty low at 43. Let's just start with the injury issues that we've seen from NC State and that I think are really going to affect this game. From what we know, Devin Leary is out. He's not playing. So you have Jack Chambers, who is your backup quarterback, who I believe came from Charleston Southern.
0: That's right.
1: They never thought he would play this year. And he's very much a run first guy. They ran the ball, what 96% of the time when he was in the game um, against Florida state. So you can game plan differently. And I think that in some ways you have that element of surprise with Syracuse. They're not quite sure what you're going to do because there's very little film on this guy, but He's not Devin Leary, so how do you see this quarterback situation affecting this game, Mac?
0: Yeah, well, really, I, I want to start here. I want to back it up just a little bit. How is this game not prime time? I do not understand that at all. It's at eight o'clock well, kickoff because Clemson FSU. Slot. No, has that's ABC. the juice ABC. no matter what. That's ABC. That's oh, not on our network. Oh, you're saying on ACCN. I'm saying okay. on our network where we can control. It's crazy uh-huh. to me that we have this ranked matchup. We put it at 330. But anyway, I digress. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting, KG, for you know this, this Q's team, this Q's defense, because as you just said, there's not a lot of film on this young man and, and right. what there is in this system, at least, and what there is – is a lot of running, and a guy that can change the game with his legs, a guy that can really just take off and run. The interesting piece is when he was at Charleston Southern, he was a very decorated passer. He has a bunch of records, and he's in the all-time kind of books there. But it wasn't the most efficient or accurate. You know, he threw his career; he was right at about fifty-five percent throwing the football. And so, to me. I get you're throwing in a bunch, but you're not complaining a lot. It's going to be very interesting to see, you know, just what does this game plan, you know, look like from NC State, and then the the injury to you know Demi Sumo there. If he's going to be able to go, uh, just just what does this attack look like? You know, coach said yes, he is, and, and Devin Carter will be fine. Yeah. But it, it's going to be a different looking NC State offense, no question.
1: I think you've got to try to play ball control as much as possible, keep the ball away from Syracuse. I think they're going to try to run the ball a lot. But right. the problem with this is that the Syracuse defense is really good. They rank number yeah. one in the league in quite a few categories. Um, we know about that linebacking core. The secondary is elite. And, Mac, I'm excited for Syracuse Nation because we know Syracuse is a basketball school. That's never going to change. But they do have a solid football history. I mean, some of the greats of the game have played at Syracuse. And I just saw on Twitter – that they are 1,500 tickets away from a sellout. So when you pair this defense with that crowd and an NC State backup quarterback, I I feel like almost any analyst in the world can look at that and say, (laughs) I don't feel good about NC State in this situation. Tell me, you know, Mac, if anything, and I'm assuming it's the NC State defense, that makes you feel like this game could still be close? Or are you thinking the other way?
0: I don't know which way you're looking close at, and we'll find out in these picks here in a second. But what mm. I, you, know, when I, you mentioned that defense and those guys and how good they are coverage-wise, and, and the fact that that back seven can just do so many different things for you. I live in a tough neighborhood. Hold on real quick. There's sirens going by. You know what's so funny? I actually live in a very nice neighborhood, and it seems like anytime that I'm either talking to you, Kelly, or we're doing a pre-pod conversation, there's always sirens everywhere. Max. So –
1: I love it's you. Not me, you live it's in you. Columbia. It's not me, it's you. you live in Columbia, South Carolina. Every Clemson fan who's listening or watching this <laughs> is laughing
0: because
1: we all know the jokes. So it's stay typical. safe out there, Max.
0: Just yeah, I'll try. Anyway, let me get back to this defense. Uh, you know, so when I look at what these guys are going to be able to do, especially the, the back eight. They're going to force the issue, and they're going to cause some problems. I think they would have caused some problems against Devin Leary, who's a very polished passer, who knows what he's looking at, that is very comfortable within this offense. Now you're bringing a guy in Jack Chambers that doesn't have a lot of one reps, doesn't have a lot of competitive reps at all with this first-team offense in a game like setting for NC State. Something's got to give. And so for me, you know, it's just what can NC State do? They already struggled to run the ball to start with. You've been harping on that for a couple of weeks now. Now your guy's gone. You can't throw it 40 times a game. You know, what are they going to look like? So on the offensive side for Syracuse, I think what's going to be very interesting to KG is that this NC State defense Has been really susceptible to quarterback run, almost one of the worst, you know, in the entire country. I think it is first in the ACC, and so you know, for a guy like Garrett Schrader, I mean, he's licking his chops there, saying, "I'm going to take all the advantage of these guys and and get in the end zone and really put the stress on there." And with that in mind, I think that opens things up for Sean Tucker. I think that opens things up in the pass game because those safeties are going to start creeping down, those linebackers are going to be super attentive to the run, and then you just hit a little ball right over the top of them, and and you see, have seen what Garrett Schrader can do with his arm, the rebirth of Garrett Schrader. And so this this is a fascinating game that I think we're really going to find out how serious is Syracuse in the Atlantic. Are they going to contend, or has this been a five-game stretch where it was like, okay, we see the competition. Now things are really about to heat up.
1: Mac, there's no doubt that this Syracuse offense is for real. And let's keep in mind they're coming off a of bye week. So right. they have had two weeks to prepare for this game. Now they probably were preparing for Devin Leary. So that is a little bit of a shift. Um, I like what you said there. How serious is Syracuse? Yeah. They, they have been, I would say they've gotten a few breaks this year, but that's what you have to do to be five and zero. and now they're playing their first ranked opponent and their quarterbacks out. So you have to take advantage. I mean, these things, this is how college football works. You got to take advantage of injuries. You got to take advantage of the team that you're playing that week. And if I'm Syracuse and I win this game, Look, I'm not taking any credit away from you because Devin Leary's out, but you got to go out there and do it. And I still think this NC State defense is going to be very formidable. I mean, we talk about their issues against running quarterbacks, but they shut down Jordan Travis in the second half in Carter-Finley last week. And they're coming off a half where they played lights out. This defense has to win this game, Mac. I think they have to force a couple turnovers. They have to stand up against Garrett Schrader and Sean Tucker and – if NC State's going to win this game, it's got to be kind of a lower scoring, ugly affair.
0: I totally agree with you, and I think that that's what's what's really an interesting piece of that stat I gave you. Okay, they're one of the worst in the country at stopping the quarterback run, but they kind of figured it out. But yeah. that second half against Florida State, they looked really, really good at you know some problems that had been you know kind of brought to light there. So you know, for me, when I look at this defense, okay, what am I going to do when I analyze Syracuse? What do they do really well? They have a creative quarterback, creative system that they try to get him in space, get him an opportunities to win. I'm putting Peyton Wilson and saying, hey, are you better than him? Let's see. That's your man all night long. I'm not putting him into coverage. I'm not blitzing him. I'm putting him right over Garrett Schrader and say, follow him wherever he goes, and take him out of the equation. Now, if we lose other ways, if he throws it all over us, or if you know, Sean Tucker's able to go for two-plus and we lose that football game, that's great. We're not losing because of Garrett Schrader. And so that would be my mindset if I'm to Gibson, the, the defensive coordinator there, and if I'm Peyton Wilson, I'm taking on that challenge saying, let's ride, let's go.
1: And Peyton Wilson, arguably the best player on the field on either side of the right. ball for NC State, right. so – Put this game in his hands. Okay, Mac, my stat for this game, I already mentioned the potential of a sellout. I think you're going to have about 45,000 strong in the dome. The loud house is what they call it. I think it's going to be a really good home environment. My stat, however, Syracuse, this is all time. So this includes since Syracuse joined the ACC, but also prior to that. Syracuse is just 2-13 overall ever against NC State. That is interesting. I did not think the record would be that stark, but it's a new year, and very few times has Syracuse played has Syracuse played NC State as an undefeated team. So. Some things are different this year, Mac.
0: Come on, KG Stats and Info. Take that, ball it up, and toss it out of here. I don't (laughs) care about that. Let me give you some keys real quick, and let's make some picks. Uh, You probably see how I'm leaning for this game already. For Syracuse, for me, it's all about those effective QB runs. Can you make him that dynamic of a player? And I believe, as I kind of mentioned, that will open everything up because when you have to have attention on a guy that can be as dynamic as Garrett Schrader can be, there's holes in other places that they can zip a ball right behind the linebacker's head because they creep up. You can get Sean Tucker in space because we're selling out for stopping that pull. We don't collapse down on the running back and want to get the quarterback. So for me, with Syracuse, run the ball effectively with with Schrader. And then for NC State, as you just mentioned it, those guys on defense are going to have to get extra possessions. They're going to have to give their offense short field. Heck, go, go even score, KG, because you're missing your leader. You're missing your best player. You know, and and Devin Leary on offense. You've got to pull even more weight, and that's what we've seen NC State be able to do these last couple of years. They have found ways to win. It's been True. special teams. It's been defense. It's been offense. It's it's the defense's turn right now. They they've got to do it. They just helped a big time against FSU. Go and do it again on the road. Defense travels well normally. You got to go do it.
1: That's the other part of this game is that NC State this year specifically, besides the Clemson game has just found ways to win. Right. So can they do it again? Mac, I I struggled with this pick because even though Syracuse is undefeated, it's still hard at times to give them the benefit of the doubt. But they're coming mm-hmm. off a bye week. They're feeling very healthy as opposed to NC State, who's not. They're going to have a sold-out crowd. Give me Syracuse minus three and a half.
0: Come on, we're on the same page. I love that. Um, th- There were two stats that just were mind-boggling to me that that you know made me think that this was an easy pick them and, and that was, number one, when Devin Leary went out, these guys ran the ball 96% yeah, of the time. Crazy. I know it's only a, a quarter and a half, but that's what they did. And, and I don't know how much more that can, can honestly change, other than forcing the issue, like you're going to have to throw. But I, I think that that's going to be their identity. They are not fantastic at running the football. They're going against a really good defense in Syracuse. The second stat – was the fact that they give up all that yardage to quarterback runs. And and the fact that Mm -hmm. I've seen that with DJ Uyunglele, I saw that with Jordan Travis, so on and so forth. And and so to me, Garrett Schrader is going to be the toughest test they play because although Jordan Travis might be more elusive and more athletic, although DJ may be a stronger runner, Garrett is the more intentional, like they will run him. They are not afraid. That is a piece of their offense and, and what they do. And he's been very effective these last two years. So I think that that is going to really hurt them. I'm interested to see the adjustments. I laid it out, what I would do. But with that in mind, I'm going Cuse. I might even go over here, KG. 43 is a little low. I know that it it might be a defensive struggle, but I'm going to go Cuse and I'm going to go over.
1: I could see that because I still think NC State's going to score a little bit. But look, if you're thinking thinking 21-10 or something like that, then you're going under. Right. I don't know. Right. I don't like that total, especially when we're not sure what we're going to see from NC State's <laughs> offense. Mac, let's get to a game that I think, honestly, of the four this weekend, this one is a little harder to pick. This one is one that I really? feel a little more uneasy about. Number what four, Clemson, six and zero, four and zero in the league, at Florida State, four and two, two and two in league. Seven thirty p.m. on ABC. Clemson's a three and a half point favorite. The total's fifty-one. Okay, look. Clemson has dominated Florida State in recent history. <laughs> Look at your face. They're, Go on. They won the last six against Florida State. We know that. However, they haven't played in Tallahassee in a long time. And yes, the last time they played in Tallahassee, I believe would have been 2018, which was an absolute trouncing where you had the, the professor in the stands reading the book. Remember that game. <laughs> and I do have questions about where FSU is mentally. Physically and talent-wise, they're so much better than last year. It's not even funny. And they've been so close, the weight game and the NC State game. But this team, which went through a lot of adversity last year, this adversity is different. You're 4-0. You're riding high. You're ranked. You lose two close games. Are you starting to doubt your ability to beat good teams? Because, guys, LSU is not any good. And it's still a good win, but LSU is not good. And and that's kind of your signature win there. So where do you think – I know where Clemson is mentally. They're confident. They're thinking – Let's go seven in a row against FSU. No big deal. Where do you think FSU is, Mac?
0: I think I need to start by saying this. that There are two weeks in the year, in the football season, that I wear orange-tinted glasses. The first week is right now when Clemson plays FSU. The second week is in Thanksgiving when Clemson plays Carolina. Those two weeks, I'm a little biased. And when I see this minus three and a half, It's the biggest joke I've ever seen in my life. Take your life savings, go to your closest bookie, app, bank, and say, put all my money on Clemson. There is no way that Clemson only wins this game by four points. Like, that is absurd to me. I don't know how, number one, you think that. Number two... This FSU team was so high. Oh man, we're back. We're doing all this. You just got smoked by two of the second and third best smoked. teams in the Atlantic. Smoked by 10. And you got lucky that you got smoked by 10. It should have been by like 25 by Wake Forest
1: at home. They dominated. Wake the second. Forest
0: forgot how to play. They forgot how to play football. It's okay. Clemson will not do that. Clemson is going to go out there and dominate. All right, let me take these glasses off real quick. I'm sorry. I had to just lay that out there. I had to lay that out there for a second. Um, No, I I think it's going to be interesting. It will be interesting to hear the mindset or see the mindset of Florida State because of what I just said. Because when you start a year ago, 0-4, we thought everybody was going to jump off. We thought this and that. They didn't. They rallied. They came together. Now it's like the opposite thing has happened. This team is 4-0, ranked in the country. Everybody's excited. Everybody's jacked up. Now you're facing some real adversity. And we're seeing, if you look at the last two losses, Wake Forest, those guys had a billion penalties, all those yards. And then in in the the NC State game, they just fell apart in the second half. So you're seeing these guys kind of, I'm not saying pull apart. I'm not questioning anybody's culture or anything like that, but you're seeing why they lost and and how they lost and the reasons kind of why. Guys on different pages, and we're throwing a a pick that was just horrendous to kind of end the game there with two guys on different pages. And so, to me, if Clemson goes up a touchdown, if Clemson marches down the field or gets a big stop or a turnover – what does that team look like in Florida State? Mentally, where are they going to be? Are, are we going to see arguments between each other, yelling at each other? What are you doing? What do you, you know? Because it's it's a little bit different when you have that success and then face adversity. You start trending backwards a little bit, you know, two things, and forget what got you there. Now, do I think that's going to happen? Maybe. Do do I think that certainly this FSU team is is solid and has really good offensive weapons, and can they take advantage of some things that we've seen Clemson be lax at this year? Maybe. But I'm also seeing a Clemson team that's getting better each and every game. I'm seeing a Clemson defensive line that's going to be at their best, that has everybody back. that We we haven't seen it once this year. And uh, Brian Brzee's back. Xavier Thomas is back. And they're with those guys. And so, for me, it's going to be very interesting because what does FSU want to do? They want to run the football. What, what have they done? That's their identity. Clemson is allowing 60 yards per game running the football like they're going to take that away from you. That's what they do. So can you throw it 40 times a game on them? I just don't think so, KG. So for me, that that's why I have these reservations. That's why when I see that line, it's just it's baffling to me, quite honest. Vegas knows somehow. I don't know if they know this. Okay. I, don't know if you know this.
1: <laughs> I hear you completely. I think Talk what, to me. what Vegas is thinking is. This game's in Tallahassee, and and that Tallahassee environment is actually back. Uh, Specifically, when they had a night game against Boston College, the environment was lit. I mean, some of what FSU did early, plus the environment, the game was over like five minutes in. So I think that's part of it. The other part, and I would like to just get on a soapbox here for a second, because last year, when Clemson um, was the luckiest team in America to beat Florida State last year in Clemson, that game was hideous. Afterwards, when I was still doing radio, I came on air. I said that was an embarrassing loss. And of course, fans were not happy. No loss is ever embarrassing. I said that was one of the worst winning performances I've ever seen. And Dabo defended it. He defended his team at the time. He was like, We won, blah, blah, blah. He said this week, he went back and watched that game, and it was the ugliest thing he's ever seen. Thank you. (laughs) That game was hideous. It was absolutely awful. And Clemson got very lucky to win. But that's part of it, too. This game was close last year, and it should not have been no. in Death Valley. And sure. we know FSU is going to be up for this game, as you know they have for other teams. But I, I hear what you're saying, Mac, about the running game. I think that's the biggest factor here. Florida State has relied on running the ball. They've been one of the better running teams in the country. Ward, who is their bell cow, is out. That is a problem. They have two other guys, Benson and Tofili, who are very good. But your main guy is out, and you're going against one of the best, if not the best, rushing defenses in the country. So you're going to say, Mm -hmm. Jordan Travis, beat us with your arm. FSU has some very talented wide receivers. Micah Pittman, Johnny Wilson, Ontario Wilson, those are names that come to mind. Can they step up and make plays? I think so, but not to the extent of what Wake Forest did. And to me, that's what you're going to have to do to beat Clemson, is you're going to have to have a guy like Sam Hartman and all of those wide receivers making ridiculous plays and kind of going toe-for-toe toe mm-hmm. with the Tigers. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure FSU can score enough. I think that's one of my main concerns for FSU. But, Mac, I also think in some ways we're sweeping the BC game under the rug because Clemson looked pretty bad in the first half against Boston <laughs> College. And the offense, not the defense, the offense really struggled. So right. was that just a blip?
0: Sure, Or yeah, I- has
1: this offense been figured out a little bit?
0: Right. Well, I'm I'm interested to see and, and I, I wanna say no, they, they haven't been figured out because when you look at the the totals and when you look at the what the offense looked like, those two games that Clemson played, Wake Forest and NC State, they're they're kind of splits in regards to targets and who they threw the ball to. It's like wide receivers fifty percent, tight ends thirty-five percent, the running backs, whatever the difference is. Mm-hmm. In that Boston College game, it was like 94, and then everybody else yeah. to the wide receiver, no tight end on top of to those space. guys. No, on top of those guys dropping the football, dropping touchdowns, and so it was this weird performance. That was in the cold. I'm not was making also excuses. Freezing. This game is down in Florida. I, I think those guys are going to be ready. DJU. I mean, I-, I just can't again just tell you how much better this young man is playing. One of the stats that I found. Over this past week was that there are only two quarterbacks in the entire country with four or excuse me, four, two thousand passing yards plus And with two hundred, I'm struggling to read this right now, KG, you got it, Mac, four, here we go, two hundred passing yards and then 50 yard rushes. And so when you look right. at both of those combined in one game, he's had four of them. The other guy, Drake May, who we think's the best quarterback in the ACC. Who we just had on and- the
1: pod. Go listen to it.
0: That's right. Check it out. And, and so with that, he, he's just doing a lot of good things for his team. He's able to pick it up. I, I think that these guys are just rolling. And sure. again, that line, I keep getting caught up on it. That's just crazy to me. It really is.
1: <laughs> I do think, I really think the mental side of this game is, is, is a big um, factor. Mac, here's my stat. And I would like for you to reminisce for us a little bit. And I'm sorry to bring this up. But the last time Clemson lost at Florida State was the year <laughs> of our Lord, 2014. <laughs> Eric McLean played in that game. That was a, uh, Cole Stout started, Deshaun Watson finished, finished there. It went to overtime. There was a crazy fumble. It was, it was wild. Jameis Winston didn't play. He was benched. It was an insane game. It was also the only overtime game in series history, but that was a long time ago. I mean, Mac, who is old and has a child, was playing. I mean, that's how long ago this game was. Mac, what do you remember from that game?
0: Well, it, it was just – we Clemson couldn't get out of their own way. I mean, we, we had a walk-in touchdown uh, that all we had to do was flick the ball to Jordan Leggett, throws it at his feet. I think we kicked a field goal. We might have missed a field goal. Uh, then there was another time Deshaun's in the game. We're at like the 10-yard line, about to walk in, score again, snap it over his head, 40-yard loss. We yep. punt. And then in overtime, uh, had a perfect play call, Pitch to the, the running back. He's going to walk in to win the game like it's over hits him in the face mask he drops it Florida State scores and the game's over. It was insane. So it, there was there was a lot of bad juju in that game for us. Uh that we ultimately lost that game. And I think we went I think we went to like 1 and 2 one and on two, the year or something the crazy. Georgia
1: Georgia lost as well.
0: That was the first time in my life I had a losing record. So it was terrible. It was unbelievable. And uh yeah, I I think that I don't know. Maybe maybe that luck is still there in old Doak, and they, they figure it out.
1: Well, think about – I just wanted to bring that up because it was the last time that Florida State yeah, thank beat Clemson. you. I appreciate it. But also, awesome. just think about so much has changed since that game. Right. I mean, that <laughs> game for, for Clemson fans FSU was, was
0: in the playoff. Oh, game. yeah.
1: FSU was the defending national champions, and they beat you without Jameis. And so for Clemson fans, that was so much more demoralizing. Like, are, are they ever going to get over the FSU hump? And now – They've won six in a row. So it's it's really fascinating how this series has shifted so quickly. What what are your keys for this game, Mac?
0: Yeah, for me and, and with the Tigers, it's as simple as stopping the run. You know, that, that's just what FSU is so good about. You mentioned Ward not being in, still have the, the two guys that they feel really good about. And can Jordan Travis add that element? I think he's going to have to, you know, just from a, a production standpoint. They've done it all year long. I think this will be their biggest running test. You know, that they have played this year and and the good thing is all those defense alignment are back so they're feeling really good defense is kind of hitting its stride at the right time and then for fsu it's it simply just create turnovers I, I think that if you use that secondary which is the best in the acc pass defense confuse dj get your hands on the football get dope going get it jacked up as you mentioned that environment it can swing stuff then i think okay we're in business. We're, we're in a spot where we punch these guys right in the mouth and, and we're feeling good about our offense. So I'm excited about it. I know that was a little orange tinted uh, analysis for you, but it's one of my favorite games of the year. Excited yes. to, to be with my boy EJ Manuel all week. Oh, We've got a little it. bet. Uh, loser of this game has to wear the other team's colors for the entire post game show. So that's an hour Ooh. of him rocking some orange with a big old paw on it. So I'm excited for him. That he gets to wear those, those pretty colors.
1: I love those kind of bets. And <laughs> I do love this game. I, and I, Even though FSU is not ranked, the fact that we have a single-digit spread here is better for right. the league. Awesome. better for college football. I think this game is going to be close. I think it's going to be uncomfortable for Clemson fans. But I do think Clemson eventually wins it. I think Clemson eventually wins by probably about 10 points. So I'm going to take Clemson minus 3.5. But I, I do think it's going to be uncomfortable.
0: You're not struggling. You said you were struggling with the pick. A 10-point win that blows us out of the water. Uh, I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. I'm taking Clemson uh, over under. Where's the total?
1: 51? 51. Over. I, I over on that.
0: Maybe. Over. Maybe. I'm going to go under. I'm going to say under.
1: Okay. All right.
0: I'm going to say under. You. Clemson with the points.
1: Good news for FSU. They have a bye week after this game, and then they only have one ranked <laughs> team left. So they're really they're getting through the meat. Of their right. schedule, okay, Mac. Two more games to break down here. We have another rivalry. We've got a lot of rivalries this weekend, and this one is is a true blue blood basketball blue blood rivalry. <laughs> oh, well, North Carolina, say, yeah, just blue. It's a blue rivalry. <laughs> oh, North Carolina at Duke. UNC is five and one, two and zero oh in the league, not ranked. Well, ranked in the coaches' poll. Duke is four and two, one and one in the league. Eight PM ACCN, Mac. This is the primetime game. You put Duke UNC in prime time. UNC is a seven-point favorite. The totals at sixty-six and a half as a high total. I think this game overall, and if you missed our interview with Drake May, go listen to it. I think this game is pretty simple to break down because, unfortunately for Duke, they are missing some really key pieces. Right, J- Jalen Calhoun. We're not sure if he's going to play. He was injured mm-hmm. in the last game. Jalen Coleman, their leading rusher, Calhoun's their leading receiver, is also questionable. That. That just that kills you from the jump yeah. if you're Duke. And this offense, this defense is so improved. The offense got off to a really hot start and has faltered lately and really mm-hmm. struggled against Georgia Tech. So when I look at a Duke team that's missing some playmakers, or might be, and their offense just isn't playing well, and you look at North Carolina and they can just absolutely score in bunches, yeah. I'm not sure there's any other way to really look at this game, Mac. Am I missing something?
0: The the only hidden piece that, I know you already know this, I didn't write it in here, I'm sorry, is the Duke at home factor? Sure. How differently they play they there? They a lot better. They feel comfortable. That offense is going to be good, but as you said, missing you know Jalen squared there in the running yeah. and receiving game. You know who's going to step up? Can can we see Jordan Moore? Mm-hmm. You know take another big step? Can we see Eli Pancol really do it? Waters in the backfield, uh, and, and then just Riley. I mean, using his legs right. and, and the things that he's been able to do, as we have seen. And so I agree mm-hmm. with you. It, it's definitely going to be a tall task. The good thing is you're going against the North Carolina defense that's last in a bunch of different categories in the ACC. The the bad news is they seemingly are getting better, statistically are getting better. Their first... You know, four games, they were averaging giving up 40 points a game. Their last two games, they've given like 34, 36 combined. And so that's progress. That's showing something. Um, Now, those were against two horrific offenses in Virginia Tech who can't do anything and Miami who doesn't know what they want to do. Miami's not
1: horrific, though. Miami has. They don't don't know what
0: they want to do. They don't know who they are.
1: Tyler Van Dyke passed for 500 yards.
0: And what the coach say? We threw it too much. I hate it. And so they don't like it at all. And he's being a little bit of a Scrooge, by the way. Um, so I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, but, yeah, when, when I look at this game and, and I look at the the North Carolina offense, those guys faced a little adversity last week. Yeah. And so I'm interested to see them back on the field. What can they do? Duke cannot really pressure like Miami could at all. Uh, they have 10 sacks on the season. I would like to see schematically them try to dial it up, get some blitzes back there, try to get Drake moving and uncomfortable. Um, But at the end of the day, you have to be who you are um, and and just hope and pray that you can limit this offense because those guys are playing at a very high level. Drake just, man, he's number one in almost every category at the ACC. He's high up there in in the entire country. His QBR, I mentioned the things that he can do with his arm and his legs. And just honestly, how, how important I think it was that he pointed out in the interview that they're winning on the road. Like last year, they got blanked, 0-6. So far this year, they're 3-0. and 0. Drastic difference that I think you can really point to, you know, just the team improving and quarterback play going in those environments and making it happen. So I'm excited to see this, KG. It's a great rivalry, like you said. Uh, who gets to take that bell, spray paint it their colors, and, and take it back to the, to the campus?
1: That bell has seen a lot. Been through a lot, a lot has, of color changes. Mac, just a quick thought on Drake May here. His QBR is second in the country. He yep. has 24 Decent. total touchdowns. He's completing 70 percent of his passes. He already has nearly 2,000 yards. His team is five and one. Why isn't he legitimately in the Heisman conversation? Like that's ridiculous. If any other guy was doing all that and his team was five and one in the Power yeah. Five, right? I feel like it's not even really a question. And I think part of it is there's a lack of respect for UNC because of their defense. But doesn't that make mm-hmm. Drake May even more impressive? Even better.
0: Even better. That he's, he's doing, doing this it, with a defense right.
1: that hasn't really been able to help him? I mean, exactly. get this guy in the Heisman conversation.
0: I, I totally agree. DJU, Drake May,
1: yeah, both insert
0: of them, them in there. Sam Hartman, at the end of the day, yeah, and will Sam Hartman. It's just something where I think that these guys have their little lists at the preseason. They're going to stand by those lists. They don't want to look silly. uh, But we know these voters are paying attention. They're watching. And it's a long season. And ultimately.
1: And remember last year, it took Kenny Pickett a while to gain steam because he wasn't a preseason guy. So and then he was invited to New York. So I think Drake May, specifically Drake, Sam Hartman, because and DJ, too. Uh, DJ, because he'll have the Clemson factor, but his numbers aren't as gaudy as the other two. Mm-hmm. Just keep doing it. And if your team right. has one loss at the end and you've thrown 50 touchdowns, it's hard to ignore you. I think Kenny Pickett showed us that.
0: Exactly, exactly. And I think at the end of the day, that, that's what we're going to see from those guys. A couple of my keys here. For, for UNC, it, it's going to be interesting t- for them because I think that they need to win that turnover margin. Yeah. Duke is terrible when they lose it. The last four years, they're 1-18, when they lose the turnover margin. So you take care of business there. It's a virtual lock that you're going to win the game. And then for Duke, get going fast. These guys are second in the ACC in first quarter point, first first quarter point. So against a team like this who has so much offensive firepower, you've got to be able to match that. And you've done that in the first quarter, although uh, we saw them get kind of stunned against Georgia Tech. So for me, go get started fast. You're at home. You're in a comfortable spot. I know you're missing some guys, but let's get this thing going and get it going in a hurry.
1: Those are excellent stats, Mac. I don't think I can bring a better stat than those. So my stat is simply a word. Chrome. Those UNC Chrome helmets are so fire. I feel like that should just increase Vegas's Odds from UNC minus seven to like at least seven and a half or eight and a half. Those
0: (laughs) helmets—it's worth the hook. It's worth the hook. Are
1: ridiculous.
0: (laughs) They're cool. I'm a little sad they're not at home. Like, why are they debuting them? Use them in a
1: rivalry game, Mac. You need them. That's when you need the power of the chrome the most.
0: The chrome, the power of the chrome. All right, where where are you going? Where are you going with this? I think we both agree.
1: I'm taking UNC minus seven. I just don't. I don't think Duke is going to be able to score enough to to stay in this game.
0: I am with you and I like the over under 66 and a half it, just because Duke's at home. If this game was under. at UNC, I would agree with you cuz the Duke travel effect. Who knows? You're going you're over? I'm going to go over. I think both these offenses are humming and it's going to be a fun game. Duke's offense is not game. humming. Come on. Come on. Just watch. Just <laughs> well, watch. against UNC perhaps. I'm going under there.
1: All right, back. Our final game here, another rivalry game. Miami is at Virginia Tech. Look, <laughs> Both these teams have a disappointed <laughs> so much, but right. crazy things happen when these two play football. So just keep that in mind. So Miami's at Virginia Tech. Miami's two and three, only zero and one in the league. Virginia Tech two and four, one and two in league. This is twelve thirty p.m. game on, I believe, Bally on, on uh, Fox Sports. Miami's a seven-point favorite. Mac, I saw on on Twitter that Virgin that Lane Stadium still sold out. Like. I mean, respect. Respect to Hokie Nation. Respect to Lane Stadium. We talked about it last week how we wish we had more to talk about with Virginia Tech because they really do have one of the best fan bases in the country. So this place is still going to be rowdy. I, I kind of wish it was a night game for Virginia Tech's sake with Inter-Sandman and all that. And Virginia Tech did look better offensively against Pitt. And Pitt, we they have a bye week. Good. They can figure some things out. Virginia Tech was able to score the rock. And Caleb right. Smith, wide receiver, went off. So I'm feeling a little better about Virginia Tech's offense. Miami, we kind of talked about this with FSU, the mental side. Where are they? You're going on the road to a hostile environment. I'm going to tell you right now, Mac, I'm taking Virginia Tech plus the points. Let's go, Hokie Nation. Rise up. Let's go.
0: Wow. Enter
1: Sandman.
0: (laughs) That's fascinating. College football. It's college football. Listen, I I love it. I think that that is bold for for sure. I think it's kind of playing into the, you know, Miami not knowing who they are deal, which is a great choice on the road. Um, But But. let me me speak positive. Let me speak positively actually first. I I love what I saw from Virginia Tech in the run game last week. I I thought that it was fascinating to finally have Malachi Thomas back. I've been wondering where the heck is this guy? And he's finally back. And what is he's their leading rusher goes off, had 15 touches last week. I would love to see Grant Wells have less touches, less improvised runs, give more to him, give more to Keyshawn King there because those guys are fantastic running the football. So I think if, if you can do that and if you can control this clock, get a couple turnovers, mm-hmm. then you're feeling really good about it. Uh, defense.
1: Matt, you just made your pick. Great job.
0: But here's the but I'm going to bring it back up. Uh, I I think TVD is feeling really confident. I I think that he that game is exactly what he needed, where he threw the ball 57 times and was right under 75 percent completing. I mean, that is nuts. Right under 500 yards. Guys were making plays for him. He was throwing the ball downfield.
1: That you think, honestly, with how good all the quarterbacks are in this league. I'm thinking of the one throw where he, he hit a wide receiver. He was like rolling out to his right and hit a guy basically as he was going out of bounds. I'm yep. not sure how many other guys make that throw. I mean, that is exactly. an NFL throw. The arm talent for TVD is just exceptional.
0: And, and what do you want to do? You want to hand it off left, hand it off right. Throw Which they still out. might do. You know, you deserve to lose if that's the case. So we'll we'll see. I mean, and I kind of jokingly brought it up that they weren't happy with the game plan, which I understand. You don't want to throw it 57 times, but I do want to take some of those 57 passes and keep throwing it downfield and and extending drives and and trusting my quarterback and, and trusting these wide receivers. Now they have to make plays, but at the end of the day, we showed that we could do that. Let's show we can do it in a win. Like, let's figure this game plan out. This perfect balance. These last two games, Miami has not been able to run the football. It's been like yeah. 1.5 yards, 1.2 yards a Part rush. Of it's I been like terrible. Hokies. And so we'll, we'll see, KG. I'm going with Miami. I guess I'm points, going though. under because I think it's going to be ugly. Oh, under. Um, but I think TVD figured something out. I just hope this staff doesn't limit him again.
1: Trying to do
0: a VT. What is the thumb? What's oh, the thumb on the VT? there. Sorry. Let's go,
1: Hokies.
0: <laughs> do it one more time. Were you doing this? Put is that, that right? Put both thumbs away. Oh, put my both thumbs, thumbs are and. There we go. All right. Put the middle finger away.
1: Oh, yikes. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Watch us on YouTube if you're not. Crazy things happen.
0: <laughs> oh, guys, we got to get out of here. This is too much. It's falling off the rails quickly. Uh, another great episode, Gramlick and Mac Lane. Do us a favor. Go over to YouTube. Go over to Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. It's always fun to hear from you guys. Give us any feedback. Uh, we would greatly appreciate that. But until next time. We'll see y'all.